to dum-dums all over the world, to adults who cannot forget their childhood, and to all people who love to watch strange old cartoons and gaze at the improperly looped backgrounds within. We dedicate On Two's podcast in the spirit of criticism. For hate's sake, we spit out our last breath to you. William Kepke and Adric Donovan. Okay, I feel like that unjustly characterizes the entire tone of the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean. So, I'm Adric. I'm Will. And uh, this week we watched The Little Prince. The Adventures of the Little Prince, excuse me. This is. Um, Adventures of. The animated series with a delightful art style. Uh, from the 1980s. This is not the the, the recent um, animated Netflix movie. Yeah, there's one that just came out. There's a it, this fucking thing has been <laughs> adapted. So there's a there's a movie uh, with God, I forget the guy's name. The Willy Wonka. Um, the the more recent or the Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Ah. Gene Wilder plays uh, at, I think it was the pilot or the yeah. bird, someone. That's cool. Um, and so it's an adaptation of the book by Antoine de Saint Exupéry. Yeah, two so, two French productions in a row. Yeah, we got well, two sort of. French things. Two French things that have been poorly, uh, <laughs> poorly localized. I thought that the English was okay. The English version of this, yeah. Which version uh, did you watch? So I watched, I watched the first three episodes of the uh, the Japanese. And then I kind of let the English play in the background. Yeah. And there's like a whole bunch of other, there's, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff with the English one. <laughs> so I just watched like, the first three episodes of the English. All right. So you wouldn't have gotten to, there's a lot of like animation weirdness and like localization weirdness. That Interesting. Comes later on. Okay. That's kind like, of exciting. They, so they changed, they changed a whole fucking episode because a bear died and they couldn't handle deal- dealing with existential dread. Oh man. So that is one of the, so there's 26 episodes of this thing. Uh, yeah. I watched the first three and I was really shocked by the exploration of themes and how, how intense things got so the little prince is an interstellar traveler his his whole thing um and this is like the cultural thing that i was familiar with from the book is that he lives on an extremely small planet that has like three volcanoes uh half of a house and then like some flowers and that's pretty much it um yeah and oh and there are baobabs in there yeah there's baobab trees that he has worst to nightmare. prune otherwise the entire planet fucking explodes 
it seems like this planet is just on on the verge of destruction at any given time i mean a planet that small the fact that he just leaves for in the japanese version he does not go back at any given point like he has 26 episodes of just doing shit on earth while his planet (laughs) is somehow fine without him despite the fact that uh, there's these baobabs that are going to blow up the whole fucking planet. Oh, maybe there are all these volcanoes that he has to clean out or they'll <laughs> blow up the planet. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know about the volcanoes, but maybe the baobab tree doesn't, um, doesn't grow when he's not there because he's not expelling the carbon dioxide that's necessary for the plant to grow. The, but then like, there's the volcanoes that provides be... the entire atmosphere. I don't know. The volcanoes would presumably produce monoxide. I don't know what a volcano produces. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> all all of our our biggest demographic is volcano scientists. So Yeah. I hope so. There's one person that watches our sh- or that listens to our show and they're a volcano scientist and we respect yeah. you. Please let us know so, what a what a volcano expels. Uh we'll we'll start off with just like the production of the thing. Um so the director of this show this was their first ever show that uh that they directed um her name god damn i didn't write it down cool uh takeyuki kanda nice um she did a bunch of a bunch of stuff later on that's uh better uh oh yeah she did uh mobile suit gundam eight the ms team like that's whoa hell yeah that's the one thing that she did where i'm like oh yeah i saw that that was awesome (laughs) Um, nice but this was her first product like directorial debut and she had only been doing in-betweens for about a year which normally you do in-betweens for like quite a while before you get to do keyframe animation and Mm. then after you've done keyframe animation for a while then you're the director uh but they kind of just tossed her into it hell yeah and Uh, she did behind it uh she did amazing there's a lot of like weird background i don't give a shit she did amazing I love how the characters look in this, except for I like all the character of the whitewashing. Designs. Yeah, oh, but um, other than that, but there's stellar. a lot of like in later episodes, there are these like scenes where they're just on a car, mm-hmm. and in the background you can see they wanted to do the thing like uh, uh, Anna Barbera the... cartoons, yeah, yeah, where they loop it, but they didn't so it just like gets to the end of the plate and then just fucking slams back (laughs) and they go again what are you gonna do it it's a lot of stuff that to me just feels like they're being like well kids are fucking stupid and they won't know what's going on here and they're right they got bigger they are correct uh so the production studio behind this is Knack Productions. 
I'm resisting biggest... the urge to make a shitty knack joke. Uh, yeah, they made knack two nice. very recently. Um, <laughs> their <laughs> biggest success was Attacker U, which is a volleyball anime, and that came out in 1984. A 1984 volleyball anime. Wow. Yeah. Do we know what the first much... volleyball anime was? I don't know. I I think prince of tennis was like a fairly early sports right anime. like sports anime has been a thing for a long time totally but i'm surprised by by there being such an early volleyball anime specifically because like haikyuu i don't know if that's if i'm pronouncing it correctly but that's correct yeah that's that's like the one everybody knows about and that didn't start till what 2014 or something somewhere around there yeah um i mean bigger sports like that sports that are you know you'd play in high school gym tend to be the easy ones for them to just be like yeah people do this it's true and also one thing we talk about a lot on this show volleyball seems really fun to animate yeah yeah it does seem like a fun sport there's a lot of jumping and stuff like that so anyway, uh, after that, they didn't get too much success, and around ninety-seven or so, they start making they started making porn. And what? since the, <laughs> since then, there's been like one attacker U OVA and one more oh Adventures of the Little Prince thing. I but love yeah, that they, they just... were were able to go back to making the Little Prince. After, after doing porn for a while. After making like <laughs> three porn anime. Wow. How much do you think uh, that was like just folks not um not looking into it all what the what the studio was doing? I don't I don't know. I I really don't know enough about the anime industry yeah. to say because there are a lot of like good studios that started off by doing hentai and there are a lot of bad studios that started off by doing hentai i think maybe it's just like really common yeah like maybe there's just less of a stigma about it yeah as far as having your you know they don't "Ah, have to thing that you do sometimes yeah they don't have like their equivalent to the san fernando valley Right. Where it's just like, no, you go there to make porn. Literally nowhere else. Yeah. I can kind of respect that. Um, so then Nickelodeon picked it up, pre-localized by Interesting. a company called Jambre Productions. That's an awful name for a company. Yeah, they they also have, like, their production logo is kind of poorly animated too (laughs) it's weird that's great and they like i was saying earlier they rewrote a whole bunch of stuff um specifically there's that episode where a bear gets attacked by wolves and then goes and buries itself like even in the japanese it doesn't make any sense because the bear like leaves and buries itself 
with like a cross on its grave at night. Um, I'm just imagining a bare arm sticking up out of its own grave that it dug for itself, planting a cross for itself, and then digging, yeah. <laughs> putting the dirt back over it. <laughs> just whoop. Uh, so they changed that so that uh they think that the bear's dead and then like a bunch of kids come from town and are like nah the bear's fine the bear is okay and they repeat the phrase uh yuri is okay or yuri is fine they they just like repeat that over and over and over oh and you don't fucking see the bear again in the episode <laughs> <laughs> it's just like maybe what they thought was happening did you learn when you were a kid that bears hibernate but is like digging a hole for themselves and burying themselves for the entire winter because <laughs> i swear that that is what my school taught me and it was until really? yeah until like 13 or something that i learned that, that is absolutely not the case it's just I that they sleep like, longer i feel like this is something that i learned from yogi bear cartoons thank goodness like just how hibernation cycles work. The American education system is relying extremely heavy on the cartoons that we're watching right now. Very much so. And The Little Prince does fail in that respect. Mm-hmm. However. Uh, so later on, not Jean, Be- not Jean Bray produ- Productions, but a whole bunch of st- the staff that did the localization for this also localized a little show called beast king go lion which they turned into voltron interesting no way okay it's like the same director producer like a whole bunch of just the same people and when you say turned into voltron do you mean they it's similar to uh like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, how yeah. they just took the took the footage, recut it, redubbed it, re redid everything. Like that Voltron theme, the like da 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 like that wasn't in the show. <laughs> but otherwise. So it's like, yeah, they did a really just dog shit job on this, but then it seems I don't, there's probably just some really bad management going yeah. on at John Bray Productions back Seems in the day. Kind of unavoidable. Uh anyway, let's get into the show. Yeah. So uh as we alluded to in the beginning, he's got this this little planet um that is uh where the show starts and it sort of introduces him in what I thought was an extremely cute little sequence of him. I the the parts where the planet is a model oh my I god they're amazing i love it so much a physical yeah it's a physical model that they're doing some like animation on top of and letting yeah it, like, that spin they just a little put bit. some cells over it oh it's beautiful it's ah. Uh, now i do agree imagine what this show could have been if it was all that style mm-hmm. one impossible I to mean, make and incredibly not uh, <laughs> It would be like that, uh, oh, what's that cartoon that just came out that we watched on YouTube? Oh, God. 
Oh. By, um uh the one by by Worthy Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Where he the, yeah, like, he does that exact Diana. same thing in in Blender where he's like fully recreating yeah where everything looks claymation and it and it looks like it's very much uh captain yajima influenced by this type of thing yeah i think it i think it was absolutely directly anyway influenced i would love to watch captain yajima again uh yajima i don't know but uh yeah it has this incredibly cute little sequence where the little prince is like running around cooking his breakfast on the volcanoes and he has He's like, I wish my three stoves weren't so far apart because he has to run across yep. this little planet <laughs> to like put his kettle on and then run back over to the other side and take his eggs off his cast iron. It is adorable. And I think it's one of the things that stuck with me from uh, reading the book so long ago and, and why I wanted to to go back and watch this because that's just the cutest shit on the planet. I oh, adore yeah. it. So the little prince himself is played in the Japanese by Taiki Matsuno, uh, who is Koga in Inuyasha, and Whoa. also the Japanese voice of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frick yeah. Uh, English voice actor is Julie Deese, who's a genie in the animated... The- there's an animated um, spinoff of I Dream of Genie that has like nothing to do with the actual show. Anyway, That's a very she weird plays title. Genie in that. She plays Genie in that. She's Bubbles in Jabberjaw. Oh, interesting. Oh, and there's another actress who was uh, the Little Prince in later episodes, Katie Lay. Who's Rolf in Muppet Babies? Magnificent. Yeah. So he's like just kind of running around doing his chores, sweeping out the volcanoes. <laughs> Being a little dork. Yeah. Which I genuinely, this first episode, I really liked. The first episode's really good. The first episode yeah. is definitely um, the peak of the first three. I'll say that much. Mm hmm um so then this rose shows up the rose is a little weird the yeah the rose it's animated as like half of a young half of a child with red hair that's coming out of a rose blossoming out of the center of the rose it's a it's it's a weird vibe yeah uh the rose girl her Japanese voice actor is Yoshiko Matsuo, who is Kuropi the Frog in like every Kuropi. single fucking thing that has Kuropi in it. Frick yeah. And our English voice actor is Janet Waldo, who is Judy Jetson, Nancy and Shazam, uh, Penelope Pitstop. She's uh, the princess from Battle of the Planets and Josie in Josie and the Pussycats. Hey. Like she, she did a lot of stuff. Wow. That's quite the career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we say this often, but it is really cool to see all of the um, all the various different uh, like long-term careers of these of these voice actors and oh showing yeah up and a lot of things. these things a lot of these actors for this one it's like they're 
this is an older show so you wind up with a lot of people that were like in radio prior mm. to this yeah and i said um 1980s but the first episode's actually 1979 which is super cool yeah so the rose shows up starts just being real demanding mm-hmm. uh like she wants water but then she wants like don't pour the water on top of me you got to pour it on the roots all right that's enough water okay can you put a glass dome over me <laughs> and then uh put a put a windscreen in front of me it's it's a whole it's a whole thing and yeah. and honestly kind of kind of silly especially considering that we're never coming back here right (laughs) well in in the english version he's like going back and forth from the planet and that's more true to the original novels right and i was surprised that it didn't follow the same thing because it'd be a very I, i feel like it'd be a very good way to do like an episodic series of this it's just sort of you know you bounce back and forth you do um you spend a little bit of time in earth and then the episode would resolve by him coming back to his planet but they really yeah, just, they never go back what i was reading on it was that they did it or the the reading and saw in videos was that they did it for uh budgetary reasons but like you already have all those backgrounds done and you're just gonna reuse the same cells it's not like you're gonna hmm. it's not like there's a whole lot of action happening on the planet <laughs> so i i don't really buy that and i don't know why they decided to keep him on earth for the whole time in the japanese version yeah that's a shame um anyway you can, you can skip past the rest of the rose stuff um yeah so he's like, yeah, this this rose is kind of a jerk. And then this bird shows up and it's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, Earth is pretty cool. And they don't have uh, asshole roses there. Uh, but I can't fly you there. And they just sort it out by him, you know, <laughs> several birds. Like, I'll give you a ride halfway. You can grab a star from there and yeah that's that's effectively what he does is that he and, gets flown off the planet and then uses a net to catch comets as his main mode of transportation mm-hmm. which uh oh yeah yeah it's really cool the bird whose name is swifty apparently uh which i didn't pick up on during the show <laughs> can't imagine why uh he is played in the Japanese by Hiroshi Matsuoka, who voiced Master Roshi during wow. um, the late episodes of Dragon Ball Z and all of Dragon Ball GT following uh, Kohei Miyauchi's death. Ah. Um, but then I actually didn't look to see if he had done Super, uh, but he also died last year, so... Who knows who's going to do that? <laughs> um, and then the English voice actor was Hal Smith, who's best known for his role as Otis Campbell 
the town drunk on the Andy Griffith show. Thank goodness. And he played Owl in uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. That's kind of yeah. cool. So, episode just ends with the little prince crashing into Earth, I think is where it finishes up. Him just, like, slamming in the de- into the desert. Um, huh. That's interesting, because I don't think that's where my episode ended. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Was was the was your second episode for you? Was it the the mountain climber? No, it was the pilot in the desert. Oh, interesting. I did not see this. Wow, okay. Tell me about this episode, my dude. I'll tell you about mine. Did you watch the I mountain mean, climber one? I did not. <laughs> Whoa, that's interesting. So I watched it on Amazon Prime Video, and I wonder if they modified the order somehow. Because that's interesting. When I when I was looking up and reading about the episodes, uh, that was what was called out as like the descriptions of the episodes. But I wonder if they modified the order. Or if Jean Bray Productions modified the order when they Somebody did something. Did it. I don't know. Um, so the episode that I watched, uh, there's a pilot, the pilot, uh, is his planes broken down in the desert. They talk a bunch. He's the little kids like I'm from space. And he's like, I don't believe you. And then, uh, they, there's a sandstorm planes busted they can't use the plane. Uh, they run out into the desert to try and find an oasis. Uh, find a fake oasis in the middle of the day. And then later they find an actual oasis. And then when the pilot wakes up, then the little prince is gone. And he's drawn the uh, the sheep that he was talking about drawing and because the pilot's sending mail around so the little prince wants to send a letter back to his home planet to the rose absolutely deranged (laughs) it's the actual novel it seems like this is the primary like this is the big story story from the novel it's like yeah, he goes there and he wants this pilot to draw a sheep for him. Hmm. And then they just kind of have this, they talk and he episodically goes through like, oh, well, I went here and this happened and I went here and this happened. Do you feel like so then, um the they like condensed it pretty dramatically in here? Very. Yeah. Very much. And, and it also just like didn't, it's supposed to seem like a dream thing for the for the pilot and also just be pointing out the absurdities of adult life through Hmm. the lens of an alien child 
Yeah, and I kind of got the sense of that from the other episodes as well. That it's a little bit like the, a critique of the adults in each of the in each of the cases. Yeah, yeah, and a little ham-fisted, but like I would describe it more as accessible than ham-fisted, where it's like pretty pretty clear what is happening, and but it's explored through a couple multiple through like multiple lenses. Um, I'm realizing now that the episode that I watched, I went back and looked through, and I somehow watched just episodes one, three, four, and twenty-five, <laughs> and I don't know how. Um, and I will not apologize for my actions. Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Bezos. But can I Blame tell you about Jeff episode Bezos twenty-five real quick? Because it yeah, it sure. slapped. Um, it's I can be quick. Essentially, uh, the little prince comes back. Uh, this makes more sense because Little Prince referenced having just come from Mars. And so I imagine in episode 24, the Little Prince went to Mars for some reason. Um, and uh, That seems like the type of bullshit that would happen. Right. And uh, he he runs up on a, a mountain climber who's this kid who's trying to climb a mountain. And uh, hang on, I took in my notes. Uh, so first off, the hammer sound was just like extremely satisfying, little like video gamey <laughs> plink. Uh, and the little prince runs up and apropos of nothing says, "Hey, I'd like to talk to you for a minute." And the kid who's mountain climbing like screams and starts falling down the mountain <laughs> <laughs> and gets caught by his rope, lands back into the mountain and knocks down a bunch of rocks that fall and hit the little prince. So when you're talking about the show being boring, I'm like, what are you talking about? It like drops us off into this, into this like super hardcore scene that's happening. Um, and this kid, this mountain climber kid tells the little prince that he's trying to learn how to climb mountains well because his dad died while, while climbing one of the other mountains. And he doesn't understand why, but he knows wow. that it was important to his dad to be able to climb this mountain. And so this eight-year-old is just like, doing everything in his power to to learn how to 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 climb mountains uh his dad's brother his uncle is now raising him alongside his mom and uh his uncle hurt his leg in that same fall that killed his dad and his uncle is now uh attempt is now attempting to um be a hot air balloon pilot but is failing because he's trying to do it by himself uh and so he him and the little prince so first he crashes this um hot air balloon and then immediately is like trying to trying to fix it fix it up and the kid is like i don't understand why you're using a hot air balloon my dad wanted to climb mountains not fly up to the top of it and so that's the central conflict is that one of them is trying to fly to the top of the mountain in order to honor his his brother yeah. and the other it's one is trying to climb rivalry the between mountain climbers <laughs> and hot air balloonists <laughs> We all so remember all of the conflicts back in the day. <laughs> and anyway, this kid like basically runs away to go climb the mountain and is gone for like a whole day. And his parents are like, oh, maybe we should go check up on the kid. It's too bad that I can't really walk and I'm too stupid to fly this hot air balloon. <laughs> and the little prince is like, I can help. Let me help. And so they get in the, the hot air balloon and fly it over and they find the kid who's like trapped on the side of the mountain, having lost his backpack with all of his climbing gear. And they 
they like drag him off the mountain and he's like screaming in protest saying that it's not what his dad would want him to do and that he's uh he's my dad wanted me to die on a mountain (laughs) exactly (laughs) and um they fly to the top of the mountain and they they likewise put a cross at the top of the mountain to memorialize his father and drop off some some flowers and the kid promises that one day he will climb the mountain for real but for now this is they're willing to deal with past death of parents yeah but not a bear dying yeah and i get it (laughs) (laughs) um because okay so I can see where the disconnect was there where right. you're like, oh, well, there's actually stuff happening. There's stuff where happening. Where for me, it's like him dicking around on his own planet. Yeah. And then he goes to Earth and he's in the desert for two fucking episodes. And then at the end of it, he just finds, you know, green, like actual plants and mm-hmm. stuff outside of the desert. Man, I really Talk. don't know how I how I did this. I'm trying to find the other episode that I watched because it was not actually episode four. I don't know what right. episode it was. Well, in the meantime, I'll go through the boring shit that I watched. That sounds awful. So we start with the <laughs> bird talking to the flower on back on the home planet. Uh, and they're like, hey, I wonder what the little prince is doing. And the bird's like, oh, I'll probably check on him at some point. And then the little prince is uh, swimming around in the oasis that they Mm -hmm. had found last time, which there's no explanation as far as where he went when the pilot woke up and couldn't find him. (laughs) Uh, Like the pilot wakes up and can't find him. So the assumption is like, oh, he went back to space. And then the next episode starts and it's just the little prince at the fucking oasis that they oh ended the God. last episode. That's so funny. So, <laughs> so then it's like him walking around. He fucking talks to a dung beetle. Really nothing there. Talks to some birds. Talks to a snake. The snake's uh-huh. all like, oh, aren't you scared of me? Uh, most humans are scared of me and like coils around his leg and the little prince is like well that's a funny way to give people a handshake (laughs) that's a very funny thing to say yeah oh yeah this is like the highlight of the whole thing was him talking to this fucking snake uh anyway so then the snake just like leaves and then it starts raining so he goes and talks to a baobab tree. Uh, which is the same which, as the one on his home planet. Yeah. So he has baobabs on his home planet, which were referenced in the last episode because he thinks that the pilot's beard is baobab trees growing on his face. Because <laughs> this is an idiot child who has no concept of reality. He's an alien. Yeah. Um, so talks to this baobab tree and the baobab's like oh well maybe uh your planet is just too small for baobab trees to to live there and he's like well i guess (laughs) and then he sleeps under the baobab tree 
and then just kind of fucks off, climbs over a mountain, and then finds a bunch of plants, runs around in the in the grass and the flowers and the trees. Wow, this seems incredibly boring. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I thought that this was, like, a show made to make kids fall asleep. Wow. I think you may be right. The other episode are... that I watched also dealt with death and, like, fear and, and was very interesting. <laughs> and so we had we had completely different experiences of this, and I kind of it's love it. wildly divergent. Yeah, this other one, there's a gull that was wounded, and they have to, like, attempt to nurse it back to health. They're on this, like, lighthouse, rocky beach. And there's um a an a Captain Ahab style character and this little girl, um who's who's in his care and they like live in this lighthouse alone, and oh, the uh, dank the I little prince fucking... shows up. See, now I'm completely vindicated for making a Moby Dick reference <laughs> in the intro. <laughs> you scoffed at me. <laughs> But, I thought no, I'm still under the impression that this was intentional that you were making a reference directly <laughs> to the episode that I watched. Uh I learned now that this is not the case. <laughs> That's so No, funny. I was just trying to find the opposite of that intro speech. Oh my god. Which was the from hell's heart I stab at me <laughs> quote. Fantastic. Ugh. Um, the, uh, at that, at some point in the episode, uh, the, the fisherman says basically to the kids says like, this land is too painful and cruel to get attached to anything. Don't expect it to do anything but die on you. <laughs> and, and like scolds them for trying to take care of this seagull. And then, uh, what basically... are you doing trying to love? <laughs> exactly. Go harden your hearts in the ocean. And then basically almost dies going out and trying to get some fish for the seagull to, uh, so that it has something to eat so that it feels a little better. Um, and, oh, and at one point it gets a, they've like, they've like mostly healed it. They put some, some salve and cleaned its wound. And then a cat sneaks in while the old man is sleeping and like almost (laughs) kills the seagull again. It, like, picks it up in its mouth and fucks it up. It was hardcore. (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah, right? This sounds so much better than what I watched. (laughs) It was was awesome. It was really interesting. He spent, like, five minutes talking to a fucking tree. (laughs) (laughs) The the kids are, like, like, they, like, rush in after they hear the commotion. They're, like, what happened? What happened? And the old man is, like, I told you this would happen. I fell asleep and there's a... I had to throw a wine bottle at a cat to get it to stop killing the freaking yeah. seagull. <laughs> oh, All man. things are impermanent. Death waits behind every corner. Yeah. So apparently they really hit their stride in the later episodes. Apparently. Yeah. It's so funny that we were, we watched completely different things. I kind of I, I feel like it worked pretty well actually. Like yeah, uh, especially with something where that with a little bit less substance, being able to talk about a wider range of it and sort of yeah, because we kind of reviewed six episodes, yeah. and you know we didn't have to watch fucking thirty nine episodes of this. <laughs> he didn't make thirty nine. Nice try. They made thirty nine. <laughs> there are thirty nine Japanese episodes. Whoa, weird. Why? They only localized like twenty some of them. Interesting. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. 
<sighs> Fascinating. So, yeah, what 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 do you think? What do you review? I loved my episodes. I I give my episodes one one barely alive gull and one extremely alive mountain climber out of ten. I and one dead but mountain climber. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would give mine one one boring ass baobab tree <laughs> out of ten, which. It's weird because I do like baobab trees. I like looking at them. They're really cool looking trees. Yeah. But I don't like talking to them. I can agree to that. Pretty boring. Anyway, watch episodes 24 and 26, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Just skip the first three episodes, apparently. Wait for him to get out of the fucking desert. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't agree more. So... Next week, we're going to start doing a uh, little s- kind of special episodes. Yeah. Um, we're going to start going through just the history of animation because I've realized that there are probably some amount of, you know, terms and stuff that we're using to talk about this that might be. Uh, may- maybe people aren't familiar with. Yeah, and just like you know, um, I feel like during each of the individual episodes, it's kind of difficult to really take time to dive into the the animation techniques that are happening and into the 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 context that they lie within. And so, being able to provide a context in a relatively early episode seems like a good idea. Yeah. So next week, we're gonna. Well, I'll I'll be doing the research on the history of animation prior to computers yeah and um i'll be just sort of riffing on that making fun of whatever will says yeah <laughs> oh, we're, we're starting all the way back yeah um and then yeah the episode after that will be um post-computer animation and it won't be necessarily all just like computer graphics but all the ways that um sort of computers have uh affected the way that we do animation yeah because it's like yeah beauty and the beast had computer animation you know yeah and alongside that i'll be talking about some of the the modern computer computer animation softwares that that folks use and um really introduce you to what those what what the all the way from the the advent of computers all the way through to what folks are using mostly for animation today yeah so, so that'll uh, be fun. Yeah, look forward to those to those fun little sidestep episodes, and there won't yep. even be um, us complaining a little bit about a show being boring. Uh, I feel as though I complained more than a little bit. I was I was referencing more um, how I feel like it's it's about every other episode right now where we I'm watch something that fucking, is basically intolerable. Uh, no, I'm gonna piss and moan about Cody the dinosaur. <laughs> Just being boring as shit. This Why isn't it. there any audio? All Unbelievable. This, the dinosaur starts dancing and then they make it stop. The guy yells at it to stop dancing. The one I wanted thing it's to watch doing. the dinosaur dance. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, All right. Anyway, well, I've been Adric. Thanks for listening. I'm Will. Goodbye. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're on Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. 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 Good night.